Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Book 3, Section 29. Philip is afflicted in various ways for the sake of Christ. When the devil observed that this newly ordained priest was winning so many for Christ through his private discourses and administration of the sacraments, he determined to resist those pious endeavors with all his might. At the church of San Girolamo, the sacristans were two priests, men of depraved morals, who had abandoned their religious orders. These, in order to ingratiate themselves with Vincenzo Tocosi of the Confraternity of Charity, began to persecute Philip in the year 1551. They used to make fun of him and snarl like dogs, heaping insults on him. But he endured it all with untroubled heart, never uttering a word to defend himself. They did not stop there, but seized eagerly upon any occasion that was offered of wounding him with accusations and curses, and disturbing him in whatever way they could. Their aim was to force him to leave the place, since they could not abide his presence. Hence, when they knew that Philip was heading for the sacristy with the intention of celebrating Mass, They were delighted at the fresh opportunity this provided for bullying him. They sometimes blocked his access to the place. Or if he got in, they used various means to obstruct him. To force him to leave without celebrating, they would sometimes hide the missile, or the priestly vestments, or even his own chalice. Not stopping there, they would often order him to unvest after he was all prepared for the sacrifice and was stepping out of the sacristy. But not even this treatment could provoke Philip to anger. Meanwhile, though he had never received the slightest harm from him, Vincenzo Tocosi was also hostile through nothing but the devil's envy. So hostile that he resolved never to cease from this persecution until he had compelled Philip to change his abode. Philip yielded nothing to this temptation and never complained about his enemies. He was unwilling to leave San Girolamo as it was a suitable base to work for his neighbor's salvation. And he refused to fly from the crosses God had prepared for him. So with a calm mind, he endured the attacks they hurled at him. Courageously, he remembered the words of St. James, consider it all joy, my brethren, when you fall into various trials. James 2.12. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here. Ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. 
Saint Philip Neri, vessel of the Holy Ghost, child of Mary, apostle of Rome, pray for us. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. There's a priest psychologist in Queens, New York, who likes to kid young priests because he says, oh, you guys think, or you seminarians, sometimes you think that you just show up and everyone's going to admire you. And he says, you got another thing coming. Not everyone's going to admire you just because you became a priest. In fact, people will think badly of you. Well, that advice that he gives to modern day seminarians and young priests is verified in the life of St. Philip tonight, isn't it? Newly ordained priest doing what seems to many people very admirable work, dedicating himself to the essential functions of every priest, prayer, the administration of the sacraments, confession and the mass above all, and then preaching, distribution of the word of God, and doing it in a very creative way. St. Philip gathering people to his room. But you see, this is part of what caused other people to be envious of him. Philip was gathering people to him. Philip was helping people. And those that were not involved in his work were sad. That's what envy is. Envy is a sadness at another's good. Why would someone be sad about that? Well, because they somehow think it, it's downplaying their good. Maybe Philip's new efforts were somehow thought to be not glorifying enough or putting down in some way the confraternity of charity. See, St. Philip seemed to be doing somewhat independent work. He wasn't simply a chaplain to the confraternity of charity. He would do what he had there. But then he had lots of other time and he was doing all kinds of other work, priestly work. And drawing people there, attracting crowds of people. And this caused them to be envious, sad at the good of someone else as somehow attacking their own good. And we know that the Bible says that sin entered the world, human sin, out of the devil's envy. The devil was sad at the happiness that human beings were enjoying. And so he wanted to bring them down. Wanted to bring them down. And what is envy opposed to? Envy is opposed to the virtue of charity, yes, but in a particular way, it's opposed to the virtue or quasi-virtue of cheerfulness, joy that flows from charity. When we have the love of God in our hearts, it brings two things, peace and joy. And we have joy in God, which sloth is opposed to. And then we have joy in our neighbor's good. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep, St. Paul says. And when we feel sadness at our neighbor's good, that's envy. When we feel sadness at the divine good, at the effort required to be close to God, that's sloth. And these two sacristans who were ex-priests, they, they, they were kind of hiding their real identity. And they were working as sacristans at this church. And that's another key detail. If you're an ex-priest, you've left your vocation, 
you're making ends meet by working in a sacristy, and you see this young priest, though he's not that young, he's in his mid-30s, but newly ordained, who loves his priesthood. That's what should be clear after the last couple of nights. Philip loved being a priest, even though he feared many of the tasks, even though he was at first unwilling to do some things of the priesthood. He clearly threw himself into it because he loved what the priesthood was. He loved what the sacraments brought to people. And these priests did not like that. Their consciences were pricked. And they wanted to get Philip out of there. He was a reproach to them. He was a reminder of what they had left. And they did terrible things. Try to, try to imagine this. I mean, it's, it, it's really something else what these guys did, you know. And later on, St. Philip Neri would tell the oratorians that we should always obey the sacristans. That an oratorian should never ask for particular things in the sacristy. He should say mass when he's assigned, where he's assigned. He should wear what's put out for him. He shouldn't ask for anything particular. And that advice has to always be seen in light of the heroicism of Philip's early days as a priest. When even when people were persecuting him, he obeyed them. He obeyed the sacristans. Oh, St. Philip, pray for us tonight. We who so easily flare up. We who get so offended when someone doesn't respect us. We who think we are mortally wounded when someone shows an insult to us. Who are they to say that to us? That wasn't your reaction, St. Philip because you had given your heart to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit allowed you to transform those injuries into intercession and that hurt into compassion. Come Holy Spirit, help us to be like St. Philip just a little bit. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.